It's that time again, fellers, as Doc Journal presents The Free Parking Show. Just a bunch of country boys who have a lot to say about sports. They invite you to call in, text, or just listen in. So pull up a comfy chair and crack open a beer. It's time to talk sports, chicks, and flicks. Alright, welcome to the free parking show me your TDs fantasy football show. You're live here with me, Ryan Moreland, and my co-host Amos Conway. How you doing, Amos? Oh, I'm doing excellent. How about you tonight? Oh, doing awesome. Always doing great. Um, Good. We're here live on Jock General Radio, uh, ready to take off on the show here. If you want to text in tonight, the number is 77-948-CALL-IN is 405-562-5463. As always here on the Show Me Your TD Show, we'll be taking any of your football, fantasy football questions, but also something special tonight, since most of you out there have probably already had your championships. Uh, in two of my leagues I have, and in one, the championship is next week, uh, we want your best fantasy football stories from the year, um, from like all year long. You know, the funny ones, the heartbreaking ones, the the really crazy ones. Uh, you know, we want to hear them. We want to hear about them. I actually got one from last night. Um, this guy in one of my leagues went 12 and two, just dominated all season long. Talked a bunch of trash about how he was going into the finals, right? And. Uh, <laughs> Last night, on the, if anybody who watched the game last night, the fumble, that very last play, the guy he was playing was down by like something like one and a half points, and that, and he had uh, Denver's defense. So the, the very last play of that game, that fumble put him, got him two points. So he ended up barely beating him. Oh, like that such hurt. an unbelievable finish, and he's headed to the championship game. The other guy, of course, is headed to the third place game. How unbelievably crazy is that, though? I don't think I've yeah, ever seen a God. finish. I've never seen a finish that good before. I probably would have thrown my phone to the wall. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, <laughs> man. That'd be tough. That would be some tough business uh, to God, lose yeah. like that. Um, I remember the one year the league. Uh, I believe it was like Pittsburgh's defense. Only the guy only needed Pittsburgh's defense to get half a point and ended up going negative, and he lost the championship because of it. No. Uh, crazy stories. Do you, do you have anything, any good stories from this year, Amos? Uh, yeah, actually, oh, I forget. It was the week that the Giants and the Giants went to New Orleans and played against the Saints in the Superdome. Uh, I was down quite a bit and I want to say I was down like 100 points or something and the guy I was playing had, you know, his team had just gone off and so the league I'm in, this particular league, is quarterback heavy for points. And Breeze threw like seven touchdowns, one interception, and it's a league where interceptions don't count against you. So it just doesn't even matter. But Drew Breeze ended up getting me like 130 points that game. <laughs> and I ended up wow. beating him. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, nice. Thank God for DB. <laughs> 
I remember one time I was I was down by a lot. I forget what it was, and all I had was Rob Baronis back when he played for the Tennessee Titans, and he ended up getting me like eight field goals in one game, and I ended oh, up coming. Man. Yeah, yeah, I ended up coming back and winning. It was insane. Uh, you know, it was something like, oh, I had like my kicker, but I need twenty points. He ended up scoring like twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, kickers are guys who can be undervalued, especially in championship weeks. Like, you need a solid kicker, especially oh. for those moments where you're down nine, ten, fifteen points. Like, all right. Absolutely. The beginning of this season, it was like the first four weeks. Uh, what's his name? The kicker up there in uh, in New England. Uh, yeah, Goskowski. Goskowski. Goskowski was he was like eighteen, twenty, seventeen. It was like every week, like you had to have Goskowski, or you weren't. No, I like, know. Uh, it my, was insane. I, I think my first two or three weeks, I had Josh Scobie. Oh my god! Talk about <laughs> just leaving points off the board, man, <laughs> killing me. I was like, are you? God. Oh, it's Dude, always it like. Go ahead. It's always rough when you have like a really good game and you, your team performs really well, and then your kicker and your defense let you down. Like, yeah. oh, everybody on offense just lets up, and and then your kicker and your defense let you down. Especially kicker, you never put that much thought into it. You know, you like scrub the waiver wires. You're looking for these guys all the time. You know, you know who's. Oh man, would Marcus Mariota perform here? Where or like you know, I'll look at this. This guy's the number three wide receiver on this team. But you you look at all this stuff. But kicker, you're like, uh, I don't know, screw it. This guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, any meeny money mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's unbelievable that. And then, but then they they play big parts every now and again. It blows your mind how they. Oh, they do, and I actually had Jason Myers, the Jaguars kicker, and I know he went on a tear for like five or six weeks where he had like 20-plus fantasy points, and it was awesome. And then he couldn't kick extra points, so they stopped letting him kick field goals, and it was like, all right, guys, you're killing me. Come on. <laughs> all right, guys, so anybody out there that's got a good story for us to hear, uh, feel free to call in. The number again is 405 562 uh, five four six three, um, or text us in at seven seven nine four eight. Let us know uh, your any any stories you got for us here. Um, we're gonna head into uh, some big news here before we break into the fantasy. Uh, for anybody who hasn't heard yet, uh, the Eagles have parted way with Chip Kelly a week before the season ends. Uh, what do you make of this, Amos? Alright, see, to me, like, it, it surprises me, but it doesn't. And I, th- I don't understand the concept of we got a week left, so let's fire our coach. And it's not like you're going into the playoffs or anything else where they're like, there's an immediate change. As to, no, after next week, your season is probably over. And I, I don't see any benefit, especially to the players, of just, alright, because they're going to run the same system. They're not going to make drastic changes. The offense may slow down in pace, but I read when that report came out, I kind of got curious to why, and then it got followed up quickly that Chip Kelly kind of scoffed at the idea of giving up basically general manager duties. And, like, at one point, I understand Chip Kelly, he's had three years to build this system defensively, offensively, special teams, and he's failed to do that. And I can understand as the owner, like, all right, like, we'll keep you as a head coach, but we're taking that power away from you. And on Chip Kelly's side, as bad as he's been, I kind of understand, well, you know, that's a part of the deal. So I would say, I don't know if a lot's going to come out of it as far as like big news, but I don't, it was probably like a mutual splitting. 
Yeah, that's. Um, I've heard a lot of speculation and stuff, and I heard the the same thing that you heard about his losing his general manager duties. And um, I kind of agree with this. You know, he he has gone ten and six like every year. Uh, I mean, he he does have this team performing well, um, but he's only made the playoffs that first season, and that was it. You know, they barely missed the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, they were the first team out, and then this year um, they definitely had a chance to make the playoffs at, for winning their division. But this team wasn't you know that good um, all season long. They weren't a playoff quality team. They were just in a really bad conference or a really bad division. I mean. Um, and you have seen the 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 quality of play kind of slip, and so I don't I don't um, I don't discredit the Eagles for trying to get the general manager duties away from Chip Kelly. I think that it's not a bad call at all for them to want to do that. I think I mean we've heard this all season long. It was like week three, I think we started hearing about uh, Chip Kelly's leaving the Eagles. So I yeah. don't think this really surprised anybody. And if it did, you've been living in a cave this entire football <laughs> season. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't shock me. Now the thing is, is where does he go next? Because he's a very quality, he's a quality coach. Uh, you've seen in his record. I mean, he had a winning record with the Eagles. Uh, what he was able to do when he was at college. Does he go back to college? Does he stay in the pros? Uh, what do you think, Amos? What's what's in Chip Kelly's future here? I think this is a tough call. I mean, he could be kind of like a, almost like a Pete Carroll, where he's going to go back to college for a couple of years and come back into the NFL. But I'm going to say if there's an NFL team out there willing to give Chip Kelly another shot, especially at, you know, being able to control personnel, draft picks, you know, to a certain extent, I think he sticks with the NFL. I think it's something he wants to do. I think he has a an edge and a desire to prove that his system can work in the NFL with the right personnel. And, like, I know a lot of people are like, well, the Titans now are the obvious choice. I just – I don't know if they are. Like, I know Marcus Mariota there. But I think even Mariota himself, after seeing the season, I think they're leaning towards him just kind of making him a pocket passer with having him with the ability to run and make plays if he has to, kind of like Cam Newton. So I think if there's a chance that he's – if there's another team that wants him and is going to give him the opportunity to build and put the pieces around to build that system, I think he's in the NFL. If they don't, I think he'll go to – a school like USC or something where he can kind of have all the control with recruiting and everything. Yeah, I mean, they're great points there. I think you bring up a great point. He wants to prove uh, that he has the ability to bring this system, and this system can work at the NFL level. I think he's desperate to, to try to prove that. Um, you know, Tennessee, I think, is the obvious kind of what everybody's going to allude to uh, because of the relationship with Mariota, and he coached him that first year that Mariota was at Oregon. Um, but, man, do I really not want this to happen. As a, as a Tennessee Titans fan, I'd rather us uh, go for, a, you know, a Hugh Jackson or a Todd Haley or uh, a Josh McDaniels, you know, an, uh, an offensive-minded guy that hadn't um, – you know, nothing against Chip Kelly. I think he is a, a good coach, I and mean, we've seen his output. I just don't like his system. I don't like his offense. Um, and I don't think – I don't want Mariota to be exposed to those kind of hits. He's not a big guy. Uh, you know, that's the difference between him and Cam Newton is Cam Newton's an outside linebacker that can throw the ball. I mean, he's huge. Marcus Mariota is not that kind of guy. I don't want him to see – I don't want Marcus Mariota to become the next RG3 where – his knees blown out every other year, uh, you know, and he's um, on and off IR all constantly. So you need to make him more of a pocket passer. 
Uh, and I don't want to see him in Chip Kelly's system because I think that his longevity in the NFL will greatly diminish in a Chip Kelly-ran system. I agree. I right. think well, I think one interesting place to me is if Drew Brees and Sean Payton, Payton are both out of New Orleans next year, I think that's a potential spot for him because he gets in there, he's going to be able to draft his own guy at quarterback, and they're probably going to have a decent draft pick. I th- I think New Orleans could be a spot he lands. Speaking to that, I saw earlier that um, uh, Drew Brees said that him and Ch- uh, him and Sean Payton that there was uh, no way in sight. I believe was the quote, something to that effect, that they're not going to be there next season in New Orleans. Although we've heard the reports all season long that they're both, uh, you know, on the outs, especially Payton. You know, it seems like almost Payton's a for sure thing. Um, that he's going to be out. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We have our first texter in from Las Vegas, Nevada. It said, like Peter would say, Chip is a bum. <laughs> and you can hear, and you know, anybody who listens to the show, you can hear it in your, in your mind, <laughs> the words coming out of Peter's mouth. <laughs> uh, very true. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think that... Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the. It's a definitely a topic to be discussed a different day. But I don't like how uh, you know the fans have so much control over you know the coach's uh, job. And it just seems like as soon as the you know the Philadelphia was done with them. But really, I mean, you think ten years ago there is no way a guy that's winning you ten games a season um, and has you a winning football team is getting fired. Uh, there's no way that that's going to happen. And this. The NFL today, you got to be. I mean, there's what, like, two, three guys, and maybe the entire NFL that have real job security. I mean, you look at like Belichick, uh, Tomlin, and probably then, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy, and then it starts. Then the, the drop off is big. I mean, you look at all oh, those guys don't have that kind. I mean, you you lose this season, you're gone. Uh, and I think people would bring up Marvin Lewis in that conversation, but personally, I think Marvin Lewis should have been gone years ago. I think any, I think anybody could have in that position could have drafted the team the Bengals have. The Bengals seem like the one team that is impervious to this because they don't have these great seasons. They they don't have these Patriot like seasons where they're on, they're on top every single year. Um, yeah. But they still keep Marvin Lewis. It seems like the one team that still has that old school mindset where like this coach gets us to the playoffs every year. He gets he, we're competitive in our division every year. Why would we go a different route? Um, right. But it, it seems college and pros, this happens all over all, over all the time, like outside of Cincinnati, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because there's a lot of big bowl games coming up, and there's a lot of coaches who are deep in their contracts who kind of haven't, like, they've won some bowl games and they've lost some big ones. It makes you wonder if one of these big schools, like Notre Dame or something, where they get blown out by Ohio State, if they're willing to kind of pull out an empty check and hand it to Chip Kelly to get them a national championship. <laughs> All right, we got a text actually uh, coming in from Peter himself, <laughs> and it said, it says, glad someone appreciates my verbiage. Great show, guys. <laughs> so thanks to Peter out there who's listening in tonight. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and absolutely, uh, I mean... I know that like people don't know us like personal lives and stuff, but I can personally tell you that I hear 
Peter, tell me or text me, message me uh, that somebody's a bum almost every single day of my life. And I think Amos <laughs> can attest to that. Uh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> All right, now, um, you know, they've been talking about possible landing spots and, and whatnot. Uh, real quick before we head into the break here, um, who do you think and other guys that are losing their job, uh, you know, in the next coming week that Black Monday's looming just ahead of us. Who's some other guys that are getting the axe this year, Amos? Do you have any ideas? Um I I, I honest like I sticking on the Saints, I do. I, I I know Drew Brees and then want to stay there. I, I see Sean Payton not being there. There's so many I mean Miami's obviously I don't think Dan Campbell's gonna stay. Malarkey in Tennessee obviously not gonna be that. Uh the Jaguars just came out today and said Gus Bradley's job was safe. Which kind of surprised me. I thought, because I think he's about three years in, and it, he's a guy that I thought would have that team much further in. Uh, Chuck Pagano, I think there's going to be a lot of open jobs, especially in the AFC. It does seem like the AFC is, is the one that uh, is going to be in a definitely wide open. I agree, 100% agree, Chuck Pagano. I think we're going to see Malarkey and Campbell. Um, and that's, you know, no fault of their own, but they're interim head coaches, and they're not. Uh, Malarkey has had a head, or head coaching job before. Um, Dan Campbell just doesn't have the kind of experience um, necessary for to, to coach at that level, even though he did, I think, a phenomenal job. You definitely saw a before and after effect uh, with that football team without yeah. without, a, without a question. Uh, he definitely – I think whoever – they bring in needs to keep Dan Campbell because he obviously has these guys uh, and can speak to these guys, get these guys fired up, get these guys motivated, ready to roll. Yeah, um, Mike McCoy's another guy, San Diego. I he's one on the bench with me because that owner and GM seem to keep coaches way longer than what they should. Yeah, that is true. Uh, that one's one that you know I think a lot of people are talking about. And that's going to be interesting because I don't know if they will get rid of him or not. They should, I think. Yeah. Uh, at this point, but I don't know if they were or not. Speaking about Gus Bradley, though, um, I think where they came from last year and where they are now, and I think where they're going to be next year, I I don't I, th- I think if I was the owner of that team, I wouldn't fire Bradley just yet because you know they their record's not great this year, but there is vast improvement in this team. You can see it. This is and this team is far superior than what they were last year, and they're going to be competitive in that AFC South next season. The only thing that worries me about it is the same thing with Chuck Pagano. He went to Jacksonville. He's built a great, powerful, young offense, and that defense still lacks playmakers anywhere on the field except for maybe you got Telvin Smith, Devon House, Jonathan Cyperian, Dwayne Gratz has made a few plays, Paul Pazlozny is getting up there. You know, you got Andre Branch, uh, Clemens, Red Bryant on that line, Audric. And Derek Marks, I, I think because he doesn't call the defense, I think he's a guy that needs to step in and be like Mike McCarthy has done and call that defense because I think he's way better in it than whoever their coordinator is. You know, that's a good point too. Um, well, there's you know a lot of I think the other thing that's interesting too right before we go into the break here is how many good coordinators there are in the NFL right now and how many of them are looking like they might take that next step I mean you got like Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley McDaniels um, Shula uh, McDermott I mean there's so many good um, coordinators around the league that are ready to take that next step 
Um, you know, especially it seems like on the offensive side of the ball where there's so many of these offensive coordinators that are, that are great and then ready to go. And it'll be interesting to see where all these guys end up if they get a chance at the next level and uh, so on and so forth. But we're going to head into our first break here. Um, when we come back, we will talk about our FanDuel um, fan host challenge that we had last week. Uh, go over the oh, results the and everything. <laughs> and then uh, get into our, you know, what we did in FanDuel this week. You're listening to us on Jock Journal Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, the boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now. You hear? <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. How would you love to generate a great income from the comfort of your home? Well, now you can. This amazing money-making home-based business is designed to give you time and freedom. Would your life change if you made $10,000 within 21 days and $20,000 plus every month thereafter? Sounds amazing, right? Anyone can do it, even you. Call 800-704-8681 and let their expert staff tell you all about this brand new business opportunity. Why wait? You have nothing to lose. We have the tools, training, resources, and community to help anyone get on the fast track to success. Call 800-704-8681. That's 800-704-8681. It's the easiest, most powerful home-based money-making system on the web. Call today and change your life. Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. All right, all of you out there, I'm sure you've already heard uh, about Sports Mania. Name that sport app exclusively on iTunes. This game's unbelievable. So much fun to play. Uh, play the sports trivia game that everyone is talking about, played by thousands of sports fans around the world. Each puzzle contains pictures that can relate to some type of sport. Challenge yourself to unlock the answer. Some answers are easier than others. They have hundreds of questions. So download... Uh, the game now and try it while it's free. Um, unbelievably fun game. Very difficult. It's not, I know, I thought this game was going to be easy. And uh, anybody who listens to the show, we talk about it all the time. This game is hard. And anybody who plays this knows it. It is a difficult game uh, to get. Amos, I know you've played it. You can attest to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's extremely challenging. If you want to test your knowledge about any kind of sport out there, from, you know, skydiving, ski jumping, shooting football basketball baseball this is an extremely challenging game with sports equipment sports figures it's it's absolutely amazing and you'll probably even learn something 
Yeah, absolutely. So get on it right now on your iTunes. Uh, bring it up. It's Sports Mania. Name that sport. Download it now. Play it. Amazing, fun game. Very challenging. Uh, definitely is one that's going to be, uh, you know, keeping you coming back for more. All right. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com okay the boys have settled down one has a beard in and the other has a steak on his eye well, why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think all right and we're back guys we are on the jock journal radio right now this is the show me your tds fantasy show you're here with me ryan moreland and my partner in crime amos conway uh we're gonna get right into it here we uh started last week the the fanduel challenge the host challenge where you could actually play against me and amos on uh fanduel you know no money involved we're playing just for fun uh, you could play against us. We had ten people, or we had ten total, so eight people come in and uh, challenge us, um, and uh, did not go, you know, amazing for me. I did okay. Uh, you did much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, first we'll start off here with uh, congratulating our winner uh on on FanDuel it goes by the name of like MJB89 uh try to get in, in contact uh, but haven't heard anything yet if you're listening MJB uh you know message us into the show I'll actually give the numbers out real quick one more time for everybody listening you can text us at 77948 or call in at 4055625463 it'd be great to hear from the winner um uh, and they ended up scoring like over one. Or they got just over a one sixty. Uh, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I ended up finishing third in this. Amos in fifth out of ten. So we didn't do that bad. At least it, it would have been embarrassing, you know, like eight nine or nine ten or <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible, man. Oh, we would have had to quit doing it. I'm like, no, all right, it was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, we just—I think we wouldn't even come back next week. Just pretend Let we our don't kids even set the lineup. Yeah, yeah, just or just not come back. You know, just pretend we never did a fantasy show together. Okay. And <laughs> next week, talk about soccer or something. Early retirement. <laughs> uh, no, last week I went with uh, the winning lineup here. Let's go over it first because it was fantastic. Uh, Sam Bradford. Scored 17.6. Not great, uh, but not bad. Definitely a solid performance. And then, this is where it starts. It running backs. Man, D'Angelo Williams, 30.3. Uh, I also had D'Angelo Williams on my team. Um, had a big game. Uh, Latavius Murray, 20.2. You know, another big scoring. Then he had Sammy Watkins, nine or 10.9. Uh, Doug Baldwin with over 20. Hopkins over 20. Uh, Jordan Reed, who had a huge 29.4 game. Um, and then Dan Bailey had seven. Pittsburgh's defense actually only had two. So that was like really the only place he really didn't get at least solid production was 
or he or she, I should say, it was Pittsburgh's uh, defense. Um, I ended up coming up with uh, mine, Kirk Cousins, who had a huge game again. That's my boy. Anybody <laughs> listens to the show knows this is my my boy. I love me some Kirk Cousins. Uh, over 30 points. Outstanding. I had David Johnson, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Uh, D'Angelo Williams just over 30. David Johnson just over 20. So great performance out of my running backs and my quarterback. Then it gets like a little dicier. Uh, <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr., I thought it was being like craftier, you know, he's been having like great weeks, he's not that expensive, comes out, uh, you know, 1.4, <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that hurt How do lot. you have like what, like two receptions for 120 yards against them, and like one for nine the next time? Oh, I know, absolutely. Uh, Hearns, you know, Alan Hearns came up with a, a huge game for me, 26 points, uh, Sammy Watkins, at ten, you know, you know, one bet. I had a lot of players in common with, uh, you know, our winner here. Then it it, it really drops off for me. Uh, my tight end Benjamin Watson got me one point in, in that uh, game against the Jaguars. I thought it was like, man, they're a high powered offense going up against Jags defense who hasn't been that great. Uh, you know, that does absolutely nothing. Um, Graham Gano and Kansas City's defense both got me eight points. So solid, but not great outings for my kicker and my defense. Amos, you fared a slightly worse than I did. I ended up finishing oh, 130, 138, <laughs> 138.6. Amos finished at 105.96. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I had Eli Manning, or I'm, I'm sorry, Elisha as my quarterback <laughs> killing me in that game it's like they showed up and they put that football in his hands and his just mind went blank he was like uh like old miss you know super bowl and he just didn't remember how to do it at running back i had david johnson who had 20.2 um did awesome had a great game against or green bay Following with that, I had Danny Woodhead, who had 14.8 points, who did very well against Oakland, kind of showed back up. Sammy Watkins, 10.9. A little disappointed in that. I thought he would have had a much bigger game. Oh, Martavis Bryant. Man, just disappointed, you know? Yeah, killed me. 1.5 points against that Baltimore secondary. It's like they didn't go there with a game plan. Absolutely killed me. I couldn't figure out what they were doing. Then Doug Baldwin, 21.8, did very well for me, did awesome. Uh, tied in Delaney Walker, who I think he did better than what I thought he would, and got me 10.4, and then to finish off was Branding McMissus, and <laughs> got me eight points, and then Kansas City, who failed to realize they were playing the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't, wasn't bad overall, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, one thirty is not not a bad final score. I'm on FanDuel, definitely. You know, and some that's definitely not going to get you some wins, but yeah. but it's not terrible. Um, one hundred five, a little terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm living on the circle, you know. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, congratulations again. Uh, if you're out there, get in contact with us tonight. Uh, we'd love to talk to you, MJB eight nine. Um, congratulations! What an outstanding yeah, absolutely. game! You know, only only bad uh, output at all was that Pittsburgh's defense, who you know I thought was well. Uh, but man, they that Pittsburgh game they just cannot beat the Ravens. You know, and yeah. they're sweeping them this year. Unbelievable because the Ravens have been so bad. <laughs> 
I was completely shocked with that game on all phases for Pittsburgh. Couldn't believe it. All right, we also setting it up again this week. We're doing it again. Um, gonna have the fan duel uh, host challenge. The show me your TDs um, host challenge. So you can take on me and Amos again uh, coming up this week. Um, again, free to play. You know, no pressure. If, if you're new to FanDuel, you want to test it out. This is the perfect way uh, to test it out because we're not playing for any money. You can't lose any money. You can't win any money. It's just for fun, just to test your knowledge against um, me and Amos and and see how well you can do. Um, and of course, we'll always announce the winner on here. And every week we play. Um, of course, this being the last week of of the season, um, but. Always, always willing, uh, you know, to talk to uh, whoever ends up in first place. You know, bring them on, chat with them, talk to them about what, how they pick their team, and you know, just just to, to talk to them. So uh, this week coming up here, we have our teams already in place. Um, I'll go over my team real quick and tell you a little bit of what I was thinking. Uh, and you know, you always get the advantage, man. You always get to hear what me and Amos are saying. What who That's we right. think? Who are we picking? Uh, so you always have the advantage. That's why I'm going to guess that people beat me. The two people that got ahead of me was just because they had the advantage. I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, this week with quarterback, uh, I, this is a tough choice for me. There was nobody that kind of like sparkled that wasn't – because I like to go cheap at quarterback um, or try to go a little bit on the cheaper end at quarterback at least. Nobody really shined to me. I went with Matthew Stafford um, against oh. Chicago's defense – who has been pretty decent, but Stafford's really been getting it done lately. Uh, has been playing pretty good football. Um, I like this matchup. I think that uh, you know they're going to be still kind of fighting, still trying to put up a win. That's the key here is you're going to have to find teams that still want to fight. Um, Pittsburgh, the next I went D'Angelo Williams against Cleveland. Cleveland's run defense has been awful all season long. D'Angelo Williams has been putting up great numbers. Uh, even though he was pricey uh, this week, I think you know he I, he was a must go up and grab and get him. Uh, Cleveland's defense is so awful against the run. Daniel Williams been putting up really big numbers and fantasy. Really excited to see what he's able to do this week. Um, even though he's at that eighty-two thousand or eighty-two hundred, excuse me, price point. Um, still went after him here, so we went a little bit cheaper with my next running back here a little bit of strategy here Latavius Murray Oakland's running back against Kansas City just because it's, there's not a lot of incentive uh, for Kansas City yeah they could win the division but they're still going to be in that like third spot so it's you're still going to have to play on the opening weekend maybe uh, like a, uh, an easier team um, but I like what Murray's been able to do I, I like the way that they've been able to use him they've been using him more in the last couple weeks uh i like the way he's been playing so i went with murray there uh next i went brandon cooks uh as the saints play atlanta um <laughs> this one was tough man there was no wide receivers that there's you know there's one that i'll mention uh but i'm still not like real sold on him like i just i wide receiver was blanking me so i went with brandon cooks not feeling real solid about that pick, uh, especially at 7,600. You know, that's a lot uh, for a yeah. guy that I'm not sure about. And at this point, too, like in the season for Fandle, things like that, you got to pick guys who aren't going to be done after the first half because their team has a playoff spot locked. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great point too. Um, and I, I just, I'm not. There was nobody that was like really, like feeling great about. Um, I so agree. I, so, but next I went Doug Baldwin. This one, uh, you know, I feel a little bit like I felt like man, Doug Baldwin's been putting up. You know, he's doing great. He's been playing great. Uh, I like Doug, Bal- Doug Baldwin a lot, um, but man, that Arizona's defense is so good. Yeah, um, it is. But I'm hoping that um, uh, that they, uh, I'm hoping that they don't um, end up playing a lot of players in that secondary. This <laughs> ends up being, you know, uh, you know, maybe Amos out there covering Doug Baldwin, <laughs> so I get some <laughs> some points out of him because I just don't see them, uh, you know. Arizona risking their players when they're going to get the first round by anyway. I mean, yeah, the home field advantage, but they play a tough Seattle team. There's not worth risking, especially because I think right now if this team stays healthy, they're a Super Bowl team. Um, so I went with him next. This one I'm feeling a little bit more confident about. At a $7,200 price point, uh, Jarvis Landry taking on the San- or taking on the Patriots. Uh, Landry, outstanding talent. I think we all know that, that he is very talented uh, wide receiver. New England hasn't played great in the secondary. Um, no, and I think I, I read something the other day on fantasy or something to where Jarvis Landry has like the most receptions in the last two years. I think. Oh uh, yeah, I believe I saw that as well. Yeah, he had an outstanding catch last week too. He was he's oh, kind of yeah. showing off a little, little showing up OBJ a little bit there. <laughs> Those LSU Tiger boys really, really know how to catch a football for sure. Um, next I went Zach Ertz, tight end for uh, Philly, going up against the Giants and their non-existent secondary, uh, plus pretty cheap. Then I went Chris Boswell. I think that Pittsburgh, uh, he's, of course, Pittsburgh's kill- kicker. I think that they're going to destroy uh, the Cleveland Browns, and I think that he's going to uh, be putting up a lot in the air, and he's a really solid kicker um, for Pittsburgh. Um there he has been this year. He's played outstanding. Carolina Panthers is my defense. They're going up against Tampa Bay. Um, an old famous Jameis turnover. So hopefully that end up working out. I think they're going to bounce back after having kind of a shaky week last week. Uh, I expect big things from them. So I think that this... I'm really confident in this lineup if there were no wide receivers. In it. Or if it was just Jarvis Landry. If I could have like just Jarvis <laughs> Landry... And no other wide receiver spots. I'm feeling good about it. But uh, feeling a little shaky at wide receiver. What do you got for us, Amos, here? All right. For quarterback, like you said, great minds think alike. I also went with Matt Stafford. I had gone with Kirk Cousins before, but then I read that uh, Jay Gruden said he's probably going to rest the starters. So I went with uh, Stafford against Chicago. Shaky secondary. I know that defense is probably playing to, at a better level than what they actually are. But... Stafford's been really, really good lately, and I think it's going to light that fire to make sure he gets that win. And I think he's going to do some damage, which obviously helping for. (laughs) (laughs) All right, for my first running back, actually both running backs are kind of boom or bust kind of guys. Uh, With my first one, I went with Tim Hightower going up against Atlanta. Uh, Great matchup. And... He had like 122 yards and two touchdowns last week against what? Who they play? The Jaguars, I do believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think he could have somewhat game like that again because I know Atlanta's given up like 
the most rushing rushing touchdowns this year, or like since like week five or something crazy like that. So I'm hoping a huge game for him. Um, for my other running back, I actually went with Buck Allen, and he's more for this. He's more of a volume guy for me because obviously he's probably their healthiest runner, and he gets a lot of catches out of that backfield and kind of getting him out on screens and stuff. So I think he's a guy who can have a, another real big game. Well, all right. As far as receivers go, it's kind of in the same boat. Um, for my first one, once again, great minds. I went with Brandon Cooks. He's been having great games last few weeks. I think he'll have another big game. I think he'll torch that Atlanta secondary. And Sean Payne and Drew Brees are kind of fighting for their jobs at the moment. If they want to be there next year, this game can only help them with their argument. Second wide receiver, I actually went with Julio Jones because, Oof. yeah, it was it was a lot of money to give up. But he had nine receptions for 179 yards last week, and I think he'll continue and push that over, and I think he's primed for another huge game. Oh, yeah, I absolutely think that he's going to have uh, a huge game, um, no question. But I believe you actually had to give up one arm and one leg to get him this week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was, uh, sorry, I just see it, 9,300. <laughs> so, yeah. And I actually managed, uh, I think the rest of my teams, they're not bad. Also, I had to make some budget cuts to get who I wanted. But as far as my third wide receiver goes, got Jeremy Macklin going against Oakland. Uh, last time they met, he had two touchdowns receiving. I think he'll do it again. I That Oakland secondary has been very suspect all year, been able to get open touchdown scores on them. And I think they'll do it again. I think Oakland's going to get in there, and I expect Jeremy Macklin to have another huge game. For tight end, I also went with Zach Ertz, slowly but surely becoming Sam Bradford's favorite safety blanket, and I think he'll continue that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he'll have a huge game next week. Oh, especially against that Giants non-existent secondary, as I mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, if they play anything like they did last week, Zach Ertz is going to be like have a 200-yard game and three touchdowns. It's going to be crazy. Um, for my kicker, I actually went with Steven Hauschka. And for the fact that both these defenses are very good, and I think that this could be a game where it's just field goals, or especially for Seattle, and I think they can get into that red zone. Scoring is a different thing with that Arizona defense. Could be a lot of field goals for Hoshka. And for defense, I actually went with the Rams going against San Francisco because – why not? It seems like an obvious choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it, folks. These are our teams. Um, we're going to put the link out so uh, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, you know, at Free Parking. That's P, uh, capital P, capital A, capital R, capital R, K-I-N-G on Twitter. Um, and on Free Parking on, I spelled the same way, on Facebook. Um, we'll you know blanket it. It'll be everywhere. Uh, you look. We'll put out the link so you can join. One more, you know, only taking the first twenty people, uh, making it a little bit bigger this week. Uh, so come in and you know challenge us. Take us on. See if you can beat the mighty Amos and his hundred and five points. <laughs> yeah, it's a week for redemption. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going to head into the second commercial break here. You're listening to us on the Jock Journal Radio. We'll be right back. 
Well, the boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now, you hear? <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm, good and terrible. How would you love to generate a great income from the comfort of your home? Well, now you can. This amazing money-making home-based business is designed to give you time and freedom. Would your life change if you made $10,000 within 21 days and $20,000 plus every month thereafter? Sounds amazing, right? Anyone can do it, even you. Call 800-704-8681 and let their expert staff tell you all about this brand new business opportunity. Why wait? You have nothing to lose. We have the tools, training, resources, and community to help anyone get on the fast track to success. Call 800-704-8681. That's 800-704-8681. It's the easiest, most powerful home-based money-making system on the web. Call today and change your life. Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com okay the boys have settled down one has a beard in and the other has a stake on his eye but why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think all right we're live here on jock journal radio you're listening to the show me your tds uh, fantasy show here on free parking. Uh, call in at 405-562-5463 or text in at 77948. Um, me and Amos have a very special surprise for you now. Uh, you know, heading in, heading in to the last 15 minutes of the show. We have a special caller here for everybody. Caller, identify yourself. This is Peter DePaul. I I just wanted to call in. Uh, thank you for thank you for allowing me to speak here for uh, two or three minutes. I I was inspired after that message I was in on air about how I would say that Jim Kelly is a bum because let me try right now. The first words that came out of my mouth when I found out he was fired was he's a bum. I today that worked everyone. I'm like he's a bum. He's terrible. And I'm not surprised he got fired. And and I've heard people say, well, 
I thought he would get another year. He didn't deserve it. He traded away the entire team. You know, LeSean McCoy traded away. Then he traded away Nick Fold, although I guess that was kind of a good thing. Um, Jeremy Mackle was allowed to walk, and then the year before that, Sean Jackson walked. And this guy literally just does not care. If he doesn't like the player or doesn't think he'll fit the system, he, he, he cuts him. But LeSean McCoy, to me, was better than DeMarco Murray in the system, and he deserves to be fired. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are better off without him because he ruined this team. He made some really boneheaded mistakes. He didn't utilize DeMarco Murray in, a, in the system the way DeMarco Murray should have been utilized. Sam Bradford is just not that good, I think, maybe in a different system. And the fact that he's gone is a good thing, and I think that he'll definitely have a job next year. I don't think he'll be in Tennessee. I think Miami will be a better fit for him because they've got more pieces in place right now than Tennessee. I love Lamar Miller and Ryan Tannehill. That can, Ryan Tannehill can run the ball. He's an athletic quarterback. You know, Lamar Miller, they got some good receivers in the defense, and they got some pieces in if there's one guy that he should definitely trade on that team is a Dominican who completely robbed the Miami Dolphins of millions of dollars to do nothing. And, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to call him and say. And if you guys have anything to add, let me know because that's how we're feeling. Yeah, no, I, I, the Miami bring up is a very interesting thing. I actually didn't even think about that. That, because Ryan Tannehill came from Texas A&M. He played wide receiver. So he's got, I mean, he's athletic. He's got some, a little bit of legs in him. He, I, that's, that's a very good point, actually. I didn't think about that. Absolutely. I write uh, once a week, uh, or I, two articles a week, actually, um, for a friend of mine's site. Uh, if, you're ever, if you're a Dolphins fan or interested in Dolphins news, it's uh, dolphinssidelightreport.com. Great, uh, uh, great um, site. They put out some really great articles. Um, but I was talking to some of them guys earlier, or watching them actually you know, talk on our, on our group chat. And uh, a lot of them have brought up the you know the Chip Kelly thing, uh, so it's something that's, that I've thought a lot about because of that. And you know they're talking about um, you know how, uh, how you know exactly how Tannehill's so athletic. And he's a, a lot more athletic than a lot of people think he is. Uh, you know he's absolutely very talented, and as you said, you know played some wide receiver in college. Just very talented wide receiver. Or, I mean, very talented quarterback. Very athletic. Uh, you can move him around, you, and you know you have weapons. Uh, Lamar Miller, you know if they uh, at, they have him, if they're gonna end up paying him at the end of the season because it's the last year of his contract. Jaja is an outstanding running back right behind him. You have really great wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, uh, Devontae Parker. We talked about. I think that it could could be interesting. I think that Chip Kelly system might work there, and anything to keep him out of Nashville would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you guys this real quick. Um, so, who do you think fits? I actually, it's a two-part question. Who do you think fits that system better, Lashawn McCoy or or Demarco Murray? And if Lashawn McCoy is still there, do they win that division? Um, to answer your first question, definitely Lashawn McCoy is better for that system. And to answer the second one, I do think so because that running game struggled a lot early on in the season with Demarco Murray not doing a whole lot. Um, and I definitely think they'd be in the playoffs if it was for Lashawn McCoy because it would allow St. Bradford to buy more time in the backfield trying to run around and find an open receiver but with DeMarco Murray you can't really respect the run I'm going to say uh, yes to the first question absolutely he fits the system better DeMarco Murray's more of a downhill back uh, you know he he needs a, a three step burst into the line and then you know he can do phenomenal things after that um, so definitely think he's better for the system as for the other thing I am not Going to say yes uh, because I'm not picking against my boy Kirk Cousins, who I'm in love no, with right you now. You like that? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
See, I McCoy to me fits does he fits that better system better because I think he would be better out of the shotgun like draw plays. I just I think he would have made the world a difference, and I think basically when they signed Ryan Matthews and they signed Demarco Murray, they kind of signed the same running back. Mm-hmm. I uh, I got a I got one for you here. There's been a lot of talk about this. Uh, Demarco Murray. Uh, there's been talk that he tries to get uh, out of. Uh, Philadelphia and get back into Dallas with a pay cut. Do you think that's the smart move for Dallas? Do you think it's a smart move for DeMarco Murray? Would you like to see it happen? Um, I'm going to say no, and I think he stays because Chip Kelly's gone. I think he'll stay too because Chip Kelly's gone, and I'm not sure that this year if Dallas is going to want him back because there might be a reason why they let him walk. Remember, he, I think he had, I forget the amount of carries he had last year, but whatever it was, was something absurd, and I think that they wore him out too thin, and they might have known something that we didn't know before the season began, that maybe he was starting to show signs of, of wear and tear, because you got to remember, when a running back takes that much punishment and has to carry the ball that many times, you know, maybe they just realized, hey, he might not be the guy for us anymore. I don't think he'll go back to Dallas, but there's a team that he'll go to if he's cut. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to Seattle if uh, Marshawn Lynch is going to call it quits after this year, because I think... Murray would add would be really great behind that offensive line and would help out the running game tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a great point there. Um, wouldn't what mind about seeing... somewhere like uh, Chicago because you know Forte is going to be gone and well, Langford has good. done good. Yeah, I know, but that's my thing is I think Langford's their guy, but I don't know if, if they think he is. See, I think that the thing there is uh, you go with Langford because you know it might be a small. Uh, upgrade with DeMarco Murray, and I think DeMarco Murray has excellent hands out of the backfield. Uh, you saw what he was able to do in college. They didn't really use him that much like that um, in Dallas, but he does have really great hands out of the backfield, so he would fit their system, but you're going to get Langford at such a lower price uh, that it's really a value thing. Um, yeah, you might true. you might get what like maybe two hundred more yards or something, but it's really not worth the value that you would have. And Langford played phenomenally. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, seeing Demarco Murray move a little south and end up with the Titans. You know, being a Titans fan, I like, you know, I hope we try to get back to that downhill running game. Uh, you know, that we made famous or that we were so good at in the past when we were really good. I mean, you think. We had Earl Campbell, who might have been the best downhill runner the NFL's ever seen, and then Eddie George, who was phenomenal. You know, he's a pickup truck. I'd like to see us get back to that kind of downhill running scheme, uh, you know, that we had when we were a great team. And Demarco Murray is a great downhill running back. Yeah, and I, I think as long as Demarco continues to struggle in other systems, it's always going to come back to the way the Dallas Cowboys played or that offensive line played last year. That's what made DeMarco Murray his money. No, absolutely. Um, here's one more question for you guys. Uh, I know you guys, uh, you might not remember this guy. Um, his name's Robert Griffin III. He used to play quarterback in the NFL. Oh. <laughs> uh, do you think we see RG3 uh, jump, you know, end up somewhere else this year? Do, we, do you think we'll see RG3 start in the NFL again? Absolutely, yeah. And I had on a sheet of paper, I wrote down some names um, of teams that I thought he could go to. Uh, randomly the other night, because I was thinking about maybe running an running an autoplan. So that was a good question. Um, I think Tennessee. I mean, sorry, I think Houston's a good spot for him possibly because Bill O'Brien can 
get him in there and serve him in the lineup with a really good defense and some really, you know, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is a receiver. They've got some other, other good pass catchers down there. Um, they would be able to win the team in Bill O'Brien's system because I think RG3, you know, obviously is a, obviously is an athletic quarterback, but I think Bill O'Brien can help fix them. Um, and then another team I could see him possibly going to would be the Philadelphia Eagles just because I, I just want, they, they need a quarterback and, I, and maybe he would be, he would fit the, fit the mold of a Philadelphia quarterback because he, you know, he can run, he can throw the football. And they've had some really good quarterbacks that can run, that can throw pretty well. I think RG3 can throw the ball well. Um, when he's put in the right system, then he goes on the ball. And, you know, so it's not like Matt do that same thing. Is, and another team possibly is Cleveland because they're always looking for a quarterback and they're just a dumpster fire Cleveland is. But I hope he avoids that, that city like a plague. <clears throat> oh, the irony of RG3 possibly ending up in St. Louis kills me because I think that's a huge possibility. I think because that line is a little bit shaky not a whole lot of talent at wide receiver, so he's not going to be required to read the field. I think they're going to have him play half unless they upgrade that core. But, yeah, I think he'll be on another team. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he will start again somewhere. And I think St. Louis is a big possibility because they need help under center. And RG3, even if he gives them a 10-6 and six or 8-8 eight and eight season, would be phenomenal for a year. Great answers, guys, and a, and a great show. And uh, thanks, Peter, for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to end the show right there. Um, thank you, everyone, that's listening to the Show Me Your TDs Fantasy Football Show here on Jock Journal Radio. Uh, join us tomorrow night. We'll have the full crew, Peter, uh, Rich, me, and Amos, as we preview everything Uh before the final week of football, can you imagine, guys? We're in the final week of the NFL, um, and you know we'll be previewing all of those games. Uh, you know, talking, of course, about the biggest news. I'm sure we'll touch on this Chip Kelly thing. Um, the latest news, uh, biggest stories all around the NFL. Um, and actually, keep uh, tuning in if you're listening right now. Tune into the next show, Nash and Matt's coming up next, and Nash just let us know that there's a very uh, special guest on tonight, and I don't even know who it is yet. It's a a surprise for me, too, so I'm excited to listen into it. Um, It's been great. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Another great show. Um, And listening to Nash and Matt uh, next and listening to the Free Parking Show tomorrow night. Uh, Thanks for being a part of the show, and uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, there you have it. The boys were at it again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We hope you had a good night and stay right where you are. Another show is coming up. Y'all come back now, you hear?